Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Bible Backdrop Podcast. For this episode and the next, we're going to talk about the main religious and political sects of Jesus' time. For this episode, I'm going to focus on the Sadducees and Pharisees. Next episode, I'm going to talk about the Zealots and a little bit about the Essenes before talking about how they all affected Jesus' ministry. After these two episodes, I'm going to follow a suggestion by Anna, who is one of my regular listeners. She recommended a dive into the covenant, and I think a good way to look at that is how it ties into the Jewish feasts and festivals. This will probably take a few episodes, and I'm excited to see where it will lead. Now back to this episode. First, I like to give credit where it's due. Much of this information comes from the website Friends of Israel, and you can find them at foi.org. So where do we begin? Well, actually, it all starts with Alexander the Great. You see, he conquered Persia in 334 BC. Why does that matter? Remember that the tribes of Judah and Benjamin had been conquered by the Babylonians, who were then conquered by the Persians. When he conquered the Persians, he got Judea in the deal. He brought with him a Hellenistic, or Greek, culture that included a pagan, polytheistic religion and other immodest cultural practices that went against biblical teachings. It seems like the Jews were left basically alone and to worship as they pleased. After his death in 323, the empire was divided between his four generals, Cassander, Antigonus, Ptolemy, and Seleucus. Ptolemy and his descendants ruled Judea in the split until 200 BC when the Seleucid ruler Antiochus III took it over. After his death, Seleucus IV came to power but was assassinated 12 years later. This gave rise to Antiochus IV, who called himself Antiochus Epiphanes, which means God Manifest. He believed that he was a god on earth and acted as such. The Jews referred to him as Epimames, which means the madman. Around 175 BC, he started a ruthless, aggressive, and violent Hellenization of the Jews. In three days' time, he murdered 40,000 Jews, enslaved another 40,000, and had mothers and children who had been circumcised thrown off the walls of Jerusalem. He forbade observation of the Sabbath and the feasts, and he desecrated the temple by offering a pig on the altar. Many Jews went along with the Hellenization process, even going as far as changing their names to Greek names. However, one group refused to adapt, the Maccabees. They were a priestly family and zealous for God's law. During the reign of Antiochus IV, they led a guerrilla war and eventually were able to reclaim much of Judea, including Jerusalem. They took back the temple and purified it, which is remembered each year during the festival of Hanukkah. The Maccabees became known as the Hasmonean dynasty, and we talk about them a little bit in the episode on King Herod. So I hear you asking yourself, what's the point of the story? From this time period comes the rise of the Sadducees and Pharisees. While they go in very different paths, they were both the result of this period of Jewish history and influenced by the Hellenization. We'll start with the Sadducees. These were aristocratic Jews who had accepted Hellenism into the Jewish culture. They made up the high priesthood, and their interests revolved around the temple. Along with the Pharisees, they formed the Sanhedrin, a council of 71 members that acted as a quote-unquote supreme court and interpreted religious and civil law. The Sadducees were considered culturally liberal and religiously strict. They believed in a literal interpretation of the Torah 
and accepted it as the only authority. This means that all the other writings and the prophets were not considered authoritative. Since they had this belief, they denied several doctrines such as spirits, angels, and the resurrection since none of them are specifically defined in the Torah. Among the general population of Jews, they were not very popular. They were seen as elitist, aloof, and corrupt, and they were highly political. Most people did not like the mix of politics with their priests. What happened to them? In 70 AD, Jerusalem and the temple were destroyed by the Romans under their commander Titus to quell the Jewish revolt. Since they were an aristocratic priestly sect with direct ties to the temple, they were no longer needed and no longer had any functions. Basically, they simply disappeared from history. And this brings us to the Pharisees. They also grew out of this Hellenization process, but in a different direction and for a much different reason. In contrast to the Sadducees, they were the common man scholars and rejected Greek influence. The word Pharisee is derived from the Hebrew word parush, meaning separated or isolated, to show that they were separated from worldly influences and separated unto God and his law. During the time of the Maccabees, the ideological predecessors of the Pharisees, known as the Hasidians, had joined with the Maccabees against the influence of the Hellenistic culture. A generation later, though, they separated from the Maccabees and became the Pharisees. Why? A few reasons. First, the Hasmonean dynasty combined the office of the king and high priest, a violation of Hebrew scriptures. Second, after being victorious, the Hasmonean dynasty, quote, declined into worldly pomp and Grecian ways, end quote. They felt this was a corruption of Judaism and Jewish culture. In contrast to the Sadducees, they believed in spirits, angels, the resurrection, the coming Messiah, and his kingdom on earth. Also, unlike the Sadducees who were aloof and aristocratic, the Pharisees gained the respect of the common people based on their love of the Torah, their disciplined lives, and the passion of their teachings in the synagogue. As time went on, the Pharisees had trouble applying scripture in a rapidly changing world. To help, they started turning to quote-unquote case decisions of famous rabbis who had been consulted concerning the application of scripture to individual problems. To lend authority to this position, the Pharisees taught that at Mount Sinai, God gave Moses, quote, a divine commentary on the written code, end quote. Later, this oral law was written down and given equality and even supremacy over the scriptures. It seems that their zeal and love of the law made them arrogant instead of humble. So what happened to the Pharisees? Unlike the Sadducees, they actually thrived after 70 AD and the destruction of the temple. They believed that the people of Israel, not the temple, were the dwelling place of God and that the rabbi in the synagogue would be the spiritual leader of the community. They also believed that the blood sacrifices would be replaced by fulfilling commandments, also known as mitzvot, and good works, known as Masim Tovim. This became known as Rabbinic Judaism and was wrapped around the Oral Law and not the Temple. As a result, Judaism could spread throughout the world. On that note, it's time to close out this episode of the Bible Backdrop Podcast. Like I said, the next podcast will pick up with the Zealots and the Essenes and we'll talk about their effect on Jesus' ministry. As always, thank you for listening, and if you like the podcast, please subscribe. If you haven't done so already, please enter a five-star rating and review. 
If you have a suggestion and want to get in touch with me, you can email me at biblebackdrop at gmail.com. Have a great week.